0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Time would pass Steph. step.
2: Ah, uh, yesterday we were shaking the Monday Morning Blues with the Duke Time crew, and we talked about reasons why couples have disagreements, the common causes of disagreements. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, when a person doesn't feel appreciated, and... Uh, how that could bring us to a whole lot of disagreement. You know, our due time crew talked about just, <laughs> you know, doing things for people and just working yourself to the bone. And at the end of the day, you know, there was no thank you. You know, there was no appreciation. And, you know, there was an incident that was mentioned and, you know, I asked, you know, well, what did, what did the person say? And they said the person said absolutely nothing. So, you know, I'm sure at this point, you know, if a person is not getting just a mere thank you, that they're going to feel unappreciated. And that is definitely going to, you know, bring in some heavy disagreement. Well, we also talked about um, Talking to An ex-girlfriend Or an ex-boyfriend Now, you know They talked about Well, you know what If you're talking to An ex You know, and You know, your your present You know, uh, love Comes through the door And now you're Walking out and or you're changing The subject or you know You're hanging up the phone really fast And you know that would bring On some disagreements And Well listen I got a question Why are we talking at all I'm sorry if you don't have any Children Or whatever No no I'm sorry No talking at all Well for what For what for what for what? Talk about what? Now, I'm not saying you needed to have parted enemies. But no, I'm sorry. That leaves too mm-hmm. much open for somebody to say something, somebody to catch some feelings. And now you've got a whole complex situation in front of you. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Don't even bother If you don't talk, you don't have those problems Now, you know, I've got You know, somebody in my camp Who, you know, they load up on Exes And they talk to almost all Of their exes Well, I'm going to tell you something That is a rare Rare situation I don't advise it Because people are unpredictable People try to Really be manipulative And do all kinds of things and to me before you end up in that situation just don't even bother don't even bother okay hmm, what else did we say can cause some real disagreements well talking uh, and telling all your information and uh, to your other people to your friends your girlfriends, you know, to your, you know, your boys, and that really will cause a lot of disagreement, you know, people just don't feel like they want their, you know, the things in their relationship shared, and they have every right to feel that way, and I do admit that sometimes you got to talk things, you know, talk things out with someone to maybe get, you know, a good semblance of, You know, understanding as to whether maybe you're wrong about a situation or right about a situation. But, you know, maybe you need to talk to a pastor, maybe a deacon, you know, something like that. Because the last thing you want is to share your information with someone. And lo and behold, now other people know, because one of the quickest ways to spread your business is to tell somebody, don't tell nobody. Yeah, that seems to be the gate opener to everybody knowing your business or at least other people knowing your business that you may not have wanted to know your business. So if you don't first tell, and I know it's hard. I know it's hard because you really sometimes just need somebody to talk to. Well, if you have somebody who you're talking to, you better pick that one trusted individual to make that happen and call it a day. Okay? All righty. Well, listen, go back and listen and find out maybe some of the other things that were talked about. You know, the 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 Due Time crew always keeps you laughing and, you know, you'll get some other piece of, you know, information, some of the do's and don'ts of uh know, some of your disagreements, and I did ask some of the
0: dumbest
2: uh, reasons for a disagreement, and, you know, they gave it. So, I'm sure you're going to find their conversations quite amusing. All right? All right. Well, Monday mornings wouldn't be the same if we didn't have our switch tip with Chantice. Don't get turned over to the wrong one. Now... That's kind of interesting because, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand, and I'm not talking about the non-believers. I'm talking about the believers. I don't think a lot of people remember that the Lord says, I need you to be hot or cold because if you are lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. And that would immediately turn you over the other side because listen that same God also said that uh, hmm, to be friends with the world is to be at enmity with him so you can't love both the world and the Lord you're going to have to choose a side so God you know has chosen your side for you if you can't pick a side yes read your Bible Read your Bible. So, you know, I don't think a lot of people really realize this because, you know, they're straddling the front fence. You know, they're a little bit over here and they're a little bit over here and they still love the world and they still like doing certain things that God is not really happy with. And this is, you know, I don't think the common thought is, is really deep enough, you know, and God's ways are higher than our ways, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, but we are really encouraged to you know, heighten our thinking, because if we don't, we're always going to be in the pit and when we're in the pit, we're not going to really get a whole lot out of life No, because we're always going to be thinking like the common individual. And God has called us his peculiar people. You know, you have to be renewed by the, you know, transformation, transformation. Listen, get that mind together. That means that you can't think like everybody else. You cannot think like everyone else. Get that mind renewed. Get that mind transformed. You're going to have to get your thoughts together. And that means that you may have to step away from a whole lot of people that you're around. So, listen, if you don't step away from a whole lot of people that you're around, then that means you're going to end up thinking like the average person that you're around. And if you think like the average person you're around, and those people are not godly, And I mean godly. Again, not having one foot in the world and one foot out of the world. You know, the Bible says, make your calling and election sure. Let God know exactly who you have chosen this day. Later is not promised to us. You have to make that choice right now. All right, so... You can't do what everybody else is doing. And then you want to make it into the kingdom or you want to feel like you're on the Lord's side. Or No, I'm sorry. There are too many verses in the Bible that really speak against that. And when you have your mind not in the right place, that means you can't do the right things. And when you can't do the right things, that means you can't please the Lord. And if you can't please the Lord, he very well may spit you out. And I'm going to tell you something. Have you looked at the condition of the world these days? If I were you, man, oh man, oh man, I'd make sure i choose wisely. Alrighty.
3: Alrighty,
2: well that's how we spend our Monday. Today is, let's talk about a Tuesday Church Folk Day. Oh, and I got some stories to talk about. I got our due time crew that's going to be joining us. So uh, let's get this party started. Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on, And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back.
4: Hooping cough, meningitis, tetanus, and polio are just some of the 14 diseases and disabilities that can be avoided when children are adequately immunized. Following the recommended schedule and fully immunizing your infant or toddler ages two years and younger can protect your child from these debilitating and potentially deadly diseases. Immunizations, on time, every time. Call the City of Long Beach's Health Department's Immunization Project at 562-570-4212.
2: morning, good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph and it is Let's Talk About It, Tuesday Church Folk Day. Yes, today we just talk and talk, talk about some things. All right. How how are you today? I'm pretty good. Boy, I had a rough night, but I'm doing better now. Thank God. Oh, I came across a very interesting article last night. And, you know, I always ask you to join in and participate with me. Because this list talks about things that teens might not get, you know, they may not get and realize what adults actually go through, what it's really like being an adult. And man, oh man, these people say, I wish I had known about these things when I was younger, when I was younger. So, you know, if there's some things that, you know, you thought was, you know, going to be one way, and you realized when you got to be an adult, it really wasn't like that, oh, hit me up, you know how to get to me, you know how to get to me, well, one person says, nobody really knows what they're doing, and man, is that not the truth, is that not the truth? Everybody thinks they know what they're doing. And when you look around, people just don't know. People just don't know. But you don't know that when you're a teen. You don't know that when you're a teen. You think you know, everybody knows what they're doing. And you know what? Adults tell you they know what they're doing. So, mm, all right. Ah, all right. Somebody else says, everything is expensive when you move out. Well, yeah. It's expensive when you move out, and it ain't expensive when you're at home because you're not buying anything when you're at home. What do you buy? Nothing. You don't buy food. You don't pay rent. You don't pay utilities. You know, what do you buy? Your sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some clothes. And you have already gauged in your head what those things are like. So that's what your head is. But when you get out on your own, you get to see huh? uh, what it's really like. Friendships take maintenance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know when you go to school and you're a teenager, everybody just hangs out, and life just kind of happens. But when you get older, you realize that in order to be a friend and to have friends, oh, it takes a little something that stuff just does not happen on its own, okay. All righty. So remember, send me some of your thoughts. You know, you thought things were one way when you were a teenager. When you got older, you were like, wow. All righty. Let's see. During high school, learning how to learn is more important than anything you're actually learning. Ooh, I like that. I actually like that. Learning how to learn. That's big. That's big. That's big. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Let's see, I got some I got a submission here from somebody. Let me see what it says. Hmm. I said a million times that when I get grown, I'ma do this and I'ma do that. When I finally got on my own and met Bill, personally, ah. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Oh, boy. Yeah. Bill is a whole different monster when you meet him face-to-face. Absolutely. I like that one. Thank you for that submission.
0: <sighs>
2: Someone else has on this list, sometimes you'll only have yourself to rely on. Ooh. Is that not reality and something you don't think about or realize when you're a teen? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm. Okay. Another listing. Your job sees you as replaceable. Look out for yourself and your family. Your job is not everything, but it will feel like it is. Make sure that if you don't like where you are, that you change it, don't be miserable at a job because it pays well. That's so true. That's so true. You know, as time has gone on, you know, people have learned that the money might be good, but it's not as important as your happiness. Who wants to be on a job every day and you're miserable? Wow. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Someone else wrote, don't take criticism from people you wouldn't ask for advice. That's true. That is true. You know, a lot of times when people say things, you're all twisted. And then you realize. Well, those aren't the people I'd ask their advice anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But when you think about as a teen or a young person or even a young adult, listen, I'm sorry. I got to extend this thing. Even as an older adult, you know, sometimes you're worrying about things people say. And those are people who, they ain't got no life. They're miserable. How many mistakes have they made or are they living in right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't ask you for advice. So why am I worried about what you'd say? That makes a whole lot of sense. Hmm. And when you're a teen, everything people say means something, right? You're all over the place. Wow. I like that advice. These are some uh, real lessons learned. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. I think I'm going to do a segment. Comparison is the thief of joy. I like that one. I like that one. Yes, when you're not looking across the table... And what everyone has You're a lot happier I like that one I like that one Okay Something else that you didn't realize as a teen That you realize later as an adult People lie Just because they're an adult Doesn't mean they always tell the truth Amen Ooh, how many of us can attest To that one you know when you are younger, you know people lie, and you think, you know, when, when you're when you're younger and you're around your peers, you know people lie. But when people get to be an adult, and you just really believe everything people say, because they they've made it look real. Come on, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, you then realize that you've walked behind believing these people for so long only to find out that they were lying? Man. How many times have you gone down the wrong road following somebody like that? Mm. Okay. Wow, this is a good... Boy, who wrote this list? Who contributed to this list? Life never settles down. If something is important to you, then you should get to it ASAP. It's true. It's true It's so true. How many times we talk about okay? I'm gonna do this when this I know the girls always talk about that with me Oh, I said I'm gonna do this when I lose weight. I'm gonna do that when I lose weight and Guess what? I haven't lost that weight, so I guess I I'm really standing still waiting for things to happen, right? Well, it's the same thing when life settles down. You you know, I can't really wait for things to happen in order for other things to happen. So I like that one. These are some good submissions, okay? You don't become an adult just because you stopped being a teenager. Oh, who wrote this list? Who contributed to this list? I'm loving these. These contributions here You don't become an adult Just because you stop being a teenager Oh my gosh Oh my goodness How many people Are in adult years But acting like a two year old Oh my gosh Oh my goodness You mean to tell me All my listeners Only one person had A contribution Wow Okay. Whatever it is that you want, you have to work very hard to get it. There is no easy way, and save every single penny you get. You will have an emergency when you will need it. You know, I had somebody tell me that their dad, used when they were a kid, their dad always put money in their hand. And they always ran to spend it as soon as he put the money in their hand. And she said, if I had saved just $2 or so, every time he gave me money, and he gave me money all the time, boy, I would have a nice little bank account. Wow. Yeah. So that goes along with what, you know, this person said. You know, you ain't got to be spending every dime. All right, someone else wrote, you can work hard and do all the right things, and it doesn't guarantee success. You can be the kindest, best person for others, and they can still betray you. But that doesn't mean you should not be kind and work hard. It's true. It's true. How many times have, you know, we allowed people to alter the way we behave or the way we treat other people? You know, when you become vulnerable and someone's hurt you and now everybody else has got to pay because that person hurt you. I'm never going to do this again. or I'm never going to do that again. Or, you know, I'm not going to. Let this person, you know, take advantage of me Yeah, people alter all the time You know, what it is that they do for other people Or what they do in life Because one or two people have, you know, betrayed them Or really made that experience for them bad So I, liked, I actually like that one Uh Oh, okay. This one is something to think about. For better or for worse, confidence opens as many doors as competence. Oh, I like that. I like that. How many times have you gotten an opportunity, even if you weren't quite, like, worthy of it or um, you really didn't know what you were doing, but because you put out that confidence? you actually got an opportunity and I, I actually wanna say this broadcast I think has really done it for the due time crew. You know, none of us were on, you know, a broadcast previously to being on this one. And it's really opened up a lot of doors, you know, for your you know, for you to go forward. So it wasn't only what you knew. It was that level of confidence. So I like that one. I like that one. Hmm. There is a huge chance the people you call your closest friends now won't be in your life in the upcoming years. Man, if I have not told my kids this a million times, friends will drop off over the years. Whoever you're boon coon with, you may not see them later on in life because you may have to let them go. They may let you go. Or life, just life, may simply separate you. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we're just blessed to have that that teen friend just go through life with us. Yeah, I have a couple of uh I have a couple of friends. We don't talk all the time or every day, but, yeah, I still, we're still friends. We're still friends. The ones that will hurt you most are those closest to you. Yeah, Yeah, you learn that the hard way. You learn that the hard way, and that's something that you don't necessarily learn as a team. You're very trusting and, you know, Things may not happen, but as time goes on, you'll learn that as an adult. You'll learn that as an adult. Okay, let's see one more. Learn how to manage money. Too many young people get deep into debt because they don't know how to save or how credit cards actually work. Remember that there is an order of where your money goes, rent and bills must come first and foremost than everything else oh yeah oh yeah and oh yeah yeah you know a lot of of young people have not learned how to spend money properly and because of that they're in a whole lot of trouble when they get to be an adult because they don't put the rent money aside they don't put the bill money aside they splurge and they spend and you know I have to say I think some of us parents are to blame because you know you raise your children and you just take care of the bills and you know when they ask for things you just kind of get it and a lot of times when you get behind in bills and things like that You don't share with them that because you figure, you know, they're the kids. They didn't ask to come here, blah, 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 blah. But I've learned to have candid conversations with the girls because, you know what, they had to learn that money don't grow on trees. They had to learn that, you know, I have to sacrifice, and my sacrifices are going to have to now fall into your sacrifices Because I'm not going to sacrifice, 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 and then you get, get, get. And I don't, you know, have bill money and stuff like that. And I think we kind of teach them sometimes, you know, how to not do things the proper way just because we are trying to save them from some other things. But I think as they get older, you need to really share some of that information with them. So that they understand that this is the way it goes you know I have two that understand and then I have one who uh oh boy she gets a little difficulty she gets a little difficult oh my goodness there's a little difficulty there so what are we talking about today you know what speaking of people who just don't have a Uh, In the right frame of mind to spend wisely, there is this social media influencer. Now, a couple weeks ago we talked, I think it was last week, we talked about how you can make money being a social media influencer if you worked hard at it. Well, there's a young lady who is in quite a bit of trouble. Well, back in March, a 32-year-old influencer, Danielle Miller, pled guilty to fraudulently obtaining $1.5 million in COVID-19 relief loans to fund her lavish lifestyle. Now, we talked about this, you know, a while ago where, you know, people remember they were getting that relief Um, fund money when they were giving out all those dollars, you know, to people who supposedly had um, companies and things like that. Well, she was a bit different. You know, when I read this story last night, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So she what she did was quite a bit different. She actually, now let's go back a little bit. Before what they were doing was, again, they were pretending to have these businesses and they said, okay, they had these many employees and they had this kind of expense and blah, 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 blah. So they were obtaining this money to supposedly... um, keep their business going through the pandemic. Well, she was a little bit different as what she did was she was fraudulently, she was pretending to be different people. So she, they said that her scheme was impersonating more than 10 people from July 2020 to May 2021 to acquire a total of $1.5 million in economic injury disaster loans, which were supposed to be for small businesses in need. So, again... Normally one person would go and apply one time, and then they were found to fraudulently use the money. She, they said that she created fake business names and counterfeit driver's licenses in order to do this. Wow, she was at work, (laughs) because that took some work. To do that. They said in an interview with New York Magazine in February of last year, she seemed to tout her schemes proudly. She told the outlet that she considers herself more of a con artist than anything and disclosed more details of how she used the fraudulent money to flaunt a decadent lifestyle to her Instagram account, including pictures of herself standing next to luxury cars and holding expensive handbags. Well, she is, she might be going, ooh, she might be going to jail for a minute. They said that when she pled guilty to three counts of wire fraud, um, They say each of those hold up to 20 years in prison. She also faces two charges of aggravated identity theft, which each have a mandatory two-year prison sentence after other sentences are imposed. Now, she's already in jail, serving a five-year sentence for a separate bank fraud case in Florida that involved her attempting to use a fake passport To obtain money at a chase drive through window in 2020 So you know what? I hope she has a real good memory Because she's going to need it She's going to need it Because that's, that, that's all she's going to have That's all she's going to have to remember Wow All right. They have this story. You know, talking about teaching our kids some things. So out in Washington, there's a story about the killing of a 16-year-old girl from Maryland that took place mm, because... Her and another young lady fought over sweet and sour dipping sauce. So here's how this story goes. They were, she was out. Okay, so she and some friends, three other people, they drove to D.C. to go to a party. And after leaving the party, they headed to McDonald's. So they, she says the three other people who were with the two girls, so it was five of them all together, they told the police that after the three girls told the police that after the group got into the car after they went into McDonald's that there was another 16-year-old girl with this young lady who got into a fight about the sweet and sour dipping sauce. And... Mmm... They got out of the car. The two girls got out of the car. They started fighting. And the other young lady stabbed this girl in her abdomen and her chest. So they, the three girls got into the car. They drove her to the hospital, but she died. And they said the other girl left the scene on foot. And they ended up finding her. And when they found that she did have The knife on her person And They said that this happened like In the wee hours of the morning Like 2 o'clock in the morning And You know You know we just got finished Talking about the things you learn You know as an adult That you did not know when you were a teen And one of the things that uh, I've had to, you know, really talk to a lot of the young people in the church about is just letting things go. And that's something that you don't learn as a teenager. Everything is important. Everything you've got to argue about. And here, you know, somebody lost their life over sweet and sour sauce. You know, so somebody else lost their life over something else that was stupid, whether it was sweet and sour sauce or something else. It was, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a waste of life. It's a, now a life is gone, and the waste of life is this 16 year old young lady, who's, who's going to jail. Now here's the thing, they asked the attorney asked, are you ready for this? Her attorney asked, if you, if he could, if the judge could put her on. A 24-7 curfew. So, in other words, she'd have to stay in the house until the trial. And he said no. He was putting her in a juvenile detention center. I don't think she should have been left in the house. No. Because, listen, clearly you got anger issues. This argument may have started over some sweet and sour sauce, but... It wasn't over no sweet and sour sauce, no, no. And you, you know, and because of that, you know you need no. I'm sorry, you don't need to be in no house. You don't need to be in no house because let me tell you something. I, that parent probably does not have that level of control that that child would end up being in no house no 24 seven. She is 16 years old, and she is so angry that she gonna fight somebody over some sweet and sour sauce. You don't think she'd fight her parents over or mother or father, whoever, about staying at home? What, mother and father supposed to stay in the house and babysit her to make sure she don't go nowhere 24-7 until the hearing date? No. Lock her butt up. Lock her up. Make sure she's in lockdown until it's time to go. She needs some punishment for what she did. I'm not saying she needs to go to jail forever, but I'm, you just got finished stabbing a girl. You just got finished stabbing your peer over something so petty but I'm going to leave you in the house? Oh, no, not in a million years. Oh, my goodness. What else are we talking about today? All right. Now, you've got <laughs> – I tell you, they, you just get – these people are just crazy. So you have this woman who – Traveled and used an Airbnb. And she left the Airbnb, she had experience, and when she gave her review, she left a four out of five star review, but also with a positive message. So she, you know, said some nice things about the place, but she said that, you know, there were some things that needed to be improved. Excuse me. Well, her host did not appreciate that because she took his five-star rating down to 4.95. And he started stalking and threatening her. (laughs) And he left her a message that said, I have your picture, your name, and your number. You have 48 hours to remove your review, or I'm hiring a private investigator to obtain your address, and then the fun begins. So she reached out to Airbnb, and they did not respond. It wasn't until she got the authorities involved that they ended up finally getting involved because she wrote them and she reached out and told them that hey, you know this man is, is uh, stalking me this is how he's responding to my review blah 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 and they did, she said she didn't hear anything from them and she said her concern was that if he hosted someone else and someone else Didn't give him this five star review Then He would be Doing the same thing to them So It wasn't until after The authorities got involved that They actually I believe Reached out to Airbnb As well And you know they did contact him And tell him the authorities To stop you know Reaching out to her stop stalking her and then finally, Airbnb did reach out to you know to uh, her, and they said that they have taken him off of the list, and he his home was no longer available um, as a host site. Now they do say that when you are a host, when you put your home up or your property up, they say they do Airbnb does a background check on the host and the guest. And they said they get some level of background um, on you and they check public records, state and county criminal records, and sex offender registries. And, of course, it doesn't keep from this type of thing happening. There's no way in the world they would know that somebody would you know, threaten you for a a review. And see, I don't know how many of you know this, but so what they do is you can't see their review and they can't see your review until you've reviewed. So when you leave your Airbnb, you know, everybody's encouraged to review because that's the only way you kind of move forward. Or that's how you move forward. Let me say it that way. So when you go to, you know, rent again, they they can check all of your reviews. So, they, you know, if, if they don't see yours, they can't see yours until you see theirs. I mean, until you post. So when you do that, it releases your ability to see theirs. So once she reviewed, he was able to see it because he had already reviewed. So, you know, I guess this, you know, super thing meant a lot to him. But, man, who wants to go through that? So I'm glad that they did take him off the list because, you know, you you, you really, this hosting is important because sometimes you're actually in someone's home In their home, you're not, like, in their property or on their property. So these people are crazy. These people are crazy. Okay, so here's this last story I want to talk to you about. And I thought this, and I really want to hear what you all have to say, especially with my little due time crew. So you have this sorority. And the sorority is kappa, kappa, gamma. And they have gone after a lawsuit because they had a transgender woman apply to be in the sorority. And their their sole um, complaint was she's not a woman. So, of course, you know the sorority is for the women and the fraternity is for the males. So they didn't like the fact that, you know, hey, you're applying, you're a transgender, and we have the right to say that you cannot be a part. Well, last week we had with a Catholic church, said that they were firing a woman and the the, the Supreme Court upheld it. Well, guess what? The judge came back and said, listen, I read the bylaws of the sorority, and there is nothing in there that truly defines a female. Can you imagine this nonsense? So because of that, he could not override how the quote-unquote private voluntary organization could operate. He said that this, um, the wording did not define a woman and could not order that she could not belong, you know, to the fraternity. So they they tried to pad it, which was not fair, really. They said they tried to pad the lawsuit by saying that this was a sexual predator. And um, they ended up saying that that was not true. And, you know, that was like a rumor. That was a drunken rumor. But what do you think? What do you think? You know, here you have a sorority that... For for decades Has operated And you know They have only women Because the men Have their own chapters And now You're being forced Possibly To take this transgender Woman in Do you think it's fair mm. So Where's my pastor Jeff Let's
1: talk Pastor.
2: Hey, Pastor Jeff. Good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you?
2: I am well, thank you. How are you doing over there?
1: I'm doing well. Everything good. <laughs> uh,
2: all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So let's go back a little bit in our stories. So you have these two young ladies, sixteen years old, who go out to a party. After the party, them and some other friends go out and they get McDonald's and they get back in the car, you know, and they argue over this dipping sauce. Now, they don't say what the actual argument was over the dipping sauce, but the argument was over the dipping sauce. They got out, they ended up fighting, and one of the girls stabs the other one in the abdomen and the chest, and she dies. So now they're asking the judge to, instead of putting her in some type of facility, detention center, could they put her in the house on a 24-7 curfew? Which do you think she should have received, detention center or the curfew?
1: Detention center.
2: Okay. okay. I mean Why not home
4: Well
1: why should she get home? She's going around stabbing folks. You know? You know, I'm 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 kinda of looking at at the situation. I mean, you can argue over anything. So the different source doesn't, you know, matter, you know. You can get into an argument, but she stabs the girl. I mean, not just once. She stabbed her a couple of times, right? Wasn't like, yep. or I mean, once once you stabbed her, the girl most likely is down or going down. And then you come back and stab her again. You clearly, you know, you, you're over the top. you out of your head. You, you're a very violent person. How are you going to get to sit at home? You know, you're dangerous. <laughs> you understand? Mm. You know, that's how I look at it.
2: I agree. I agree, um, Pastor Jeff, because clearly you're out of control. I agree with you 100%. You, you you know what? You couldn't have left it at an argument over some dipping sauce. So again, in my opinion, like I said a little while ago, it, it's ultimately it's more than the dipping sauce, Pastor Jeff. The initial argument was over the dipping sauce. But clearly you got an anger problem. And if you got an anger problem... You're going to have curfew problems. They're not going to be able to control you and make you stay in the no house, Pastor Jeff. What's your mother and father supposed to do, stay home and make sure you don't go nowhere? Nah, that ain't going to work. But, that ain't going but to work.
1: But to defend her on the other hand, the fact that she had the knife on already, it could have been that she was a very fearful person and scared of the person she was arguing with, too. You know, I don't know whether the person she was arguing with intimidated her to the point where she felt fear to pull out that knife, you know?
2: Possibly. could
1: could be another side to it.
2: Possibly. Possibly. However, at the end of the day, you ended up using that knife. So there's some issues. There's some issues. So whether you felt threatened, you know, and you were hanging out with these people, then already that's a, a bad Judgment, if you felt threatened, you know, or intimidated and you felt like you had to carry a knife Then you know what you need to watch the company you keep, so Like you said, there's two sides to every story But I agree she needs to be in somebody's attention center Ah, let's see Now, before we go to this, this last story, I wanted to ask you, we started off today talking about things that You know, you learned as an adult that you didn't think about when you were teenagers. In other words, the world looked this certain way as a teenager, but when you got to be an adult, you realized X, Y, and Z. Is there something that you can add to the list, Pastor Jeff, that you you realized when you were an adult that, wow, I didn't think this way as a teenager?
1: It's too many things. (laughs)
2: Nah, but <laughs> I mean, well, give, like, like, give us one. Give us one message. If
1: you always got a good story. I mean, life just teaches you lessons. You know, by my one of the things, you know, as a teenager, I viewed people a certain way based on my the way I am. As an adult, okay. I realized that everybody is not like me. Mm,
2: mm, that's a good one. They don't think like me. That's a good one That's a good one Pastor Jeff That's a good one That's a good one A lot of people say that A lot of people say that They say you know what I always thought The way I thought Is the way everybody else thought Until That was a good one That's a good one That's a good one All right, Pastor Jeff You've got this story of Kappa Kappa Gamma The sorority And you know sororities are for the ladies. Well, they have this transgender woman, and technically you're a male, and they don't want to accept you because they want to accept only, quote-unquote, females. And the judge says that because in their bylaws there's no real definition Of what a female or a woman is, he couldn't render a judgment as to whether this transgender woman should be a part of this sorority or whether they should really be able to leave her out. Which way are you thinking?
1: You know the way I'm thinking. <laughs> <But> they, <laughs> that's a man. I don't care what what they say they are, this, that and the other. They were born a man and God meant them to be a man. And they and if it's a female sorority, they should not be allowed. But here's here's the legal argument that the judge does have. <laughs> you know, their bylaws should have been written to clearly state what a woman is. And according to their bylaws, you go to the legal court, that's what they have to go by. They have to go by the law. So they're they're kind of stuck in that situation because they, you know, their bylaws. So now they need to get together, get their trustee board or whatever together and redo those bylaws to be able to keep that from happening. You know that's that's where they got to go now.
2: Okay, okay. I have an argument for that one, but I'm gonna see if if your other your other uh, crew members raise this argument. Because what you said is valid, but I got something to kind of kind of you know say toward that. But I'm going to see if anyone else brings it up. Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Jeff. Let's talk to Pastor KL and see what Pastor KL has to say. Good morning, Pastor KL.
4: Good morning, Pastor. How are you?
2: I am well. Thank you. I'm well. How are you doing over there?
4: I am well as well, thank you.
2: That's good. That's good. That's good. All right, Pastor K.L., we started off this morning talking about the things, you know, you thought as a teen and when you got to be an adult, life hit you, and you understood that. Is there anything in particular that sticks out? Because like Pastor Jeff said, boy, we learned a whole lot of lessons when we got to be adults. But is there one particular thing that sticks out to you that you were like, wow, I didn't think it was like this.
4: Yeah, I got a little disappointed because mommy really didn't have a tree in the back. Money didn't grow on trees. And we <laughs> had to kind of work hard for it. You know, as a child, we always thought that you know, mom and dad always had it because we had a tree to shake in the backyard. But money really mm. didn't grow on trees, and and we learned quite quickly when our money ran ran out.
2: Mm. And how, <laughs> as my girlfriend would say, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the points that one of the contributors added to that list. So they shared <laughs> your your feeling. All right, Pastor K. L. We have this fight of two sixteen-year-olds. Uh, they go out to a party. They. Go to McDonald's afterwards. They somehow or another get into an argument over the dipping sauce, the sweet and sour dipping sauce. That was the argue, or, origin of the argument. They get out of the car. They start fighting. One of the young ladies stabs the other one twice, once in the abdomen, once in the chest, and she dies. And the the attorney made a petition that instead of going to the detention center, that the young lady should be sequestered in the house 24-7. Which which way are you going? Should she have been um, sent to the detention center? Because the judge said, no, I'm putting her in the detention center. Or should she have been made to stay at home 24-7?
4: Well, first of all, let let, let me say, it, pose and ask the question: Have you ever, ever, ever had chicken nuggets without sweet and sour sauce? That's really not. That's not a good look.
3: Oh, you know what? You know, what that,
4: I mean. that, you know as, as a fat guy, you know, I I understand the stabbing because if you take my, oh my sweet God. and sour sauce. We're going to have some problems. You know, it's just, I mean, you, you have to you have to be in the moment, you know, especially if you have them come right out the grease and you there's know. no sweet and sour sauce, <laughs> there is a major problem. Oh, my you know, goodness. Give me Wait. the detention. I'll, I'll take the detention. But on a on serious note, yeah, I, I think, you know, staying at home, you know, uh, again, Uh, like Pastor Jeff said, the the anger management is too far gone. If you're stabbing people over sweet and sour sauce, me personally, I don't even want you in the house with me. You need to go where people can can regulate you, take care of you, and supervise you because you're too dangerous to your own self.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, you know, I I agree with both of you gentlemen. It's it's just, you just lost control, you know, whether it's, uh, Pastor Jeff's argument of, you know, you felt threatened um, or whether you did it, you know, you, you stabbing people. You, just the fact that you even used a knife um, is enough for me, is enough for me. And like you said, now my thought is, well, we just ain't never made you that mad at at the house, that you ain't pulled out the knife on one of us. I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know if you could be trusted now. Now that you didn't got, you know, a knife in your hand, I don't know. And I'm not saying that to be funny. But that might be, you know, sometimes people, that's where people begin. You know, now this is something that you do. Now, to answer your first question, sweet and sour sauce, believe it or not, has exited Pastor K.L. So your pastor staff Mm. has had to pass. I just got finished saying, I had a rough night. Last night I ate something I was supposed to eat, so I didn't have to pass up them chicken nuggets. Uh, And that (laughs) sweet sour sauce—that's not an option for me. So I don't—I can't share that feeling. But uh, yeah, I guess it gets kind of rough. I guess it gets kind of rough. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have this other issue of this—you know—judge. We talked last week about the courts getting involved. Now, this week, the courts have gotten involved with, or they have opted not to get involved, I should say, over this issue in Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority, there's a transgender woman who wants to join. And he looked through the bylaws, and he said that because the bylaws did not define a woman, that he could not say that she should be let in or kept out. What do you think?
4: Well, I mean, I, I I think that, first of all, he, she, whatever you want to call it, should definitely be kept out. I mean, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. You know, we, we, we don't have to write down or, or draw parts in the bylaw in order for you to define what a natural woman is I mean for years before all this stuff came out we didn't we didn't have to be explicit we didn't have to be descriptive we didn't have to do all that you know what's understood didn't need to be explained so but but now we have to give explanations and we have to write stuff down and you know what 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 we gonna do now well he don't look black but he checked black what 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 we have to do get a certificate from Africa I'm just trying to understand I mean it's gonna be different then it, it's ridiculous.
2: And, and actually, remember, I just said a minute ago that I had an argument to raise. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Pastor Jeff, when he said, you know what I feel, it's a, at a technically, gender-wise, you're a man. You don't have to write that in a bylaw. Centuries ago or decades ago when these um, when these uh, uh organizations were formulated and they were formed for male and female, there was only one definition then and there's still only one definition now. I, nobody should have to go back and write in. Now, I agree with Pastor Jeff now because they've convoluted this thing and because it's become so complex. Yeah, now you're going to have to go back and write in As of January 3rd, 2023, here's what, you know, we are defining as blah, 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 blah. But you can't, I don't think it was, you, you can really say that because it doesn't define a woman. No, you don't have to define a woman. You don't have to define a man by, you know, let's say science, if you will. Nobody nobody's gonna. It, it should have be, to be worrying about what they define as a woman or a man now, but now they're gonna have to. I agree with Pastor Jeff. They're gonna have to rewrite these laws. And now here's the thing you are gonna run up against. Are you now quote unquote discriminating? So it, this is this this is this is a way of, you know, now again, man. <laughs> When you say no to God, you are now in a mess of things. All righty. Thank you for joining us, Pastor KL. Let's talk to Shantice for a minute and see what she says about these things. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well. All right. Uh, We're talking about things that you learned as an adult that you didn't even consider as a teenager. What you got? Things Things get real. Like, you learn as a teenager, depending on how you were raised, that things can get real. But when you become an adult, and you learn that you really have to rely on the decisions that you make, things can get real. If I don't make the right decisions, a whole lot going to get real. I'm going to get real hungry, real broke, real mad, real <laughs> whatever If
1: I don't make the right decisions, <laughs>
3: <It's> Real. <laughs> Uh,
2: you know, I didn't think you were going there.
0: <laughs>
2: but you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's a way. I tell you, give it to put it in the hands of the millennials. They have a way of putting things. Wow. Okay, okay. All right. We've got this issue over this fight with the two young ladies. Where do you think she should, you know, until the hearing? She should be placed at home 24-7 or in the detention center and why. Well, first, I'd like to say, I hope people who work at these fast food restaurants are listening. And when we ask you for an extra sauce, it gets real, okay? Stop giving two sauces <laughs> an 80-piece 80, uh, 80 nugget, all right? Because it gets real. But she needs to be What is it? detained? Is that the word? She she need she needs to um she she need she needs to be locked up because that as as real as it can get, I ain't finna to stab you. Listen, I'm gonna have to eat these dry nuggets. nuggets, well whatever you ordered that you needed this sweet and sour sauce. You really went not stab this girl? No, there shouldn't be any bail or anything like that. You you need to stay locked up until trial is over, until the powers that be decide your fate as to whether you're going to serve time, and if so, for how long. But for you to be out, because who's to say you're not going to go, you're you stressed and you're hungry, you're going to go somewhere else, and they're going to only give you one source again. Now, who are you stabbing then? Nah. Okay, okay, okay. It gets real, huh? All right. We're talking about Kappa, Kappa, Gamma sorority. And the judge says, listen, based on your bylaws, in the bylaws, you didn't define what a woman is. So therefore, I can't render whether she should be let in or kept out. What say you? See, when people accuse you of being real mean, like, ain't no, ain't no she. It is too much. It's too much being given. you know, when I decide to join this organization, it's because there are no co-ed organizations when it comes to this. You know, there are the female organizations that are called sororities and the male ones are called fraternities for a reason. Why are we now mixing and then, God forbid, something breaks out and happens, then whose fault is that going to be? There's a reason why they're separated gender-wise. Why are we not? A a woman has no business joining a fraternity because then now somebody gets raped or whatever happens, then who's to blame for that? Who's boo-hooing that? Nobody's going to want to take accountability for if something happens. Because you have a, a female with a bunch of males partying, or, or you know, just congregating. You know, it's just it's like it's, it's too much. It's, there's too much leeway being given in, in in these arenas when it comes to this. It's separated for a reason. If your genitals don't match your mind, you don't belong here. Period. If we you know, if we if we're doing something that that's genital based, how 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 are you conforming to this? How you don't have what you we know, have, so you you can't bond with us in that way. It is just too much. It's too much. You know, it, it, it's safe to, and you, and you all have said a lot, or, or you know, you have, you have you have really said a lot, and there's there's a lot to be said. Um, about this, listen. We 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 cannot tell you how you feel. We can't tell you technically. I can't tell you who you feel you are. I can't tell you who you are, and and I respect that. I, I'm not mad at you because this is this is your life. However, I do I do think Shanti's hit the nail on the head. There has been a separation. For a reason, for numerous reasons, from the inception of all of this, there's never been a mixed um, organization like this. You know, when you come to this, or it's been a separate organization where it's male and female, it's just coed. However, my my suggestion, and I'm not being funny, I'm being very serious. You know that there is always there's always been a male. You know that there's always been a female. Um, organization, in these Greek um, uh, associations, go form your own. Form your own. Right. Form form transgender men and form a transgender woman. And this way, whatever they were trying to, um, you know, prevent and why they have remained separate can still remain like that, and you don't have anyone discriminating against you, you don't have anyone talking about you, because even if you were to go and join, what are you going to be facing? You're going to be facing some people who who accept you, and you're going to be facing people who oppose you. So why put yourself in that situation? And, and see, that's the issue that I'm having. I'm having, understand that there are going to be areas where you can blend. And you're going to take the scrutiny or you're not going to take the scrutiny. It's one or the other. However, there are certain things, just go form your own. It's nothing wrong with that. And, and, I, and I think that would be the best model thing to do. Go formulate your own. That way everybody understands everyone. You can do and be free to be who you are. Everybody is on the same page. And you don't go through all of what you're going to go through if you were to join, especially when you start getting to that drinking mode and, you know, all of that stuff that's going to bring out some real ugly behavior gonna be out bring out some true feelings. So uh, instead of putting yourself in that, formulate your own and that way everybody is on the same page and, and nobody's going to be, you know, mixed up you know, in in in, in uh opinion. And and be done with it. Yes. Mo most of them know this because we we have witnessed that um that group formulate a lot of their own in right. different arenas. Right. The issue is they they bully their way into being accepted. And this is why I personally have very little sympathy. Because you bully your way into being accepted and then like you said, when the scrutiny comes out or whatever harsh treatment or words, now you in the corner boo hooing. And now you want to take it to a judge. You cannot force your way into, if this is what you do, this is what you do, regardless of whatever it is that you do. So if you know that the master is not going to, not only is it the logical thing, but y'all have proven that y'all have the ability to start your own. Right. That's not the issue. They know they can start their own. The issue is I want to be a part of them. I want them to look at me and want me. I want to be able to walk up and say, "Hey, this is how I feel. This is what I say I am." So I should be able to be accepted, and that's where the, that's why I have to be taken to a judge because you know, you you don't belong here. You know you don't belong, and you know you can't just walk up in here like a natural woman can, and and pledge and do whatever. And likely make it in because you're trying to bully your way in. So now here you don't got a judge who is silly enough to go along with you. And this is why they feel like they can bully their way into everything. Because somebody is going to okay the bullying. They know it can start still. You make they, a lot and of they sense. they probably have. I'm pretty sure if we were to Google... LGBTQ fraternities or and or sororities, something will pop up in some states. I'm I'm pretty sure it would, but it's I want to do I want to be a part of that. It's like they, they got they got to stop. Somebody still going to get hurt. <laughs> You're right. You're right. This is this is this is the issue. You want to force your way, and unfortunately, ah, we got a mess here. We got a mess. Thank you. All right, lady and gentlemen, you've got this issue out in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, where a local pastor, Pastor Marco, has been, uh, they've been enduring um, a lot of gang violence and we've talked about this before here on the broadcast, a lot of gang violence out in Haiti. And they have literally, the gangs have really taken over. So last week, (laughs) this Pastor Marco decides he's going to gather his people, the church, together. They're going to be armed with, Clubs and uh, different um, items. And they're going to go into this particular area called Canaan. And they're going to march and drive the gangs out. And it didn't work very well. It didn't work very well. Because... This leader named Jeff (laughs)
0: uh,
2: Also Had his gang Who was armed But they were armed With High powered rifles And machinery And they said They were not going to allow Pastor Marco Or anyone else to come up in there and drive them out and, you know, get away with it. So what happened was they marched into Canaan, and they said it was like hundreds of them. They marched into Canaan, and Pastor Marco's core group had – I'm trying to find what they literally said they had – but They had like clubs and things like that, Um, but they were fired at and murdered. They were fired at and killed when Jeff and his gang felt threatened because Jeff said that there was a group with Pastor Marco and his congregation and his church That fired at them, supposedly. Now, the police knew that Pastor Marco had intention to um, march into Canaan to confront the gangs and let them know they weren't taking their bullying anymore and they were initially supposed to accompany the churchgoers but they opted not to and unfortunately they went anyway and now there are many who are dead um now the people in Haiti are up in arms because again here it is that the gangs Um, have been accused of murdering people. This time they've murdered faith-based people. I don't know, it must have been a year or two ago, where they uh, kidnapped a group of missionaries and held them for, I think, like a week or so, ended up letting them go. And right now, Jeff is holding hostage some people and he said he'll let them go on monday <laughs> he's he's got a group of people now who he is holding hostage and he's not going to release them until monday And there's a a group that is blaming Pastor Marco for this particular occurrence because they're saying Pastor Marco should have known better. They say exactly, here's what they say. Pastor Marco has never had his faithful go before the Prime Minister's office to demonstrate against hunger, the misery, and suffering of the population. And he's never taken a group of people in front of the palace, given what is happening to the population, but he can take a group of people to leave his home and come to Canaan to dislodge an armed group? How is it that you're supposed to be in the church, but yet you're advocating violence, although you didn't have... Guns and things like this, and they are now blaming Pastor Marco for this. What do you think, Pastor KL? Pastor KL, you talking to the mute button?
4: Yeah, here I am. Here I am. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, Pastor, Pastor Marco. I think you need to pray a little more, you know, because I, I I wouldn't have went down there to be honest with you. Once once the police never came with me. if the police didn't want to come, you know, if they backed out, then we we had we had no um we had no real power. We we going down there to get ourselves killed. We, we go listen, gone are the days when we go up against Pharaoh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's r- 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 ridiculous. You know how long did, did they have to tell Pharaoh to let my people go? Now you you have a uh, uh, updated Pharaoh? No, the police said, "Listen, I'm not even going with you. We know about Pharaoh. You know the police ain't want no part of it. You know you can go if you want to. You go home. Go ahead and lay hands on the section and see if they recover. No, I wouldn't have been going down there. No, I'm good.
0: All righty,
2: all righty, Pastor Jeff. What
1: say you? I agree. The police wasn't going. You know, I'm not going to take my congregation down there, you know, trying to fight something. I mean, I guess they was going by faith or something like that. I mean, but, you know, there's also something called common sense. All right. <laughs> you, you, went right into, you went right into the enemy's territory. You know, like like that and you read it. you better have heard from God before you do some mess like that. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness. Oh my goodness. All right, Shati, what do you think? I agree. Unless the church was some ex gang members that still run these streets. <laughs> Nonsense. Ain't no way Pastor Steph gonna come to me. by All right, we go on the forty Project. Excuse me? You don't Listen, <laughs> God brought me out that life. Why am I... No, 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 no. Because you just can't flip stuff like that off and on. You know, like, do y'all understand what it takes for God to bring you out of certain things? You can't just snap back into that and be about that life. And then... That is is expecting you to snap right back out of that. So if we did go and be successful, the work that has to now take place for us to not want to go and knock out any other gang in any other country. No, no, that that didn't make any sense at all. I don't know what that plan was, but that didn't sound like a plan at all. That just sound like, once I heard the missionaries got kidnapped, what <laughs> Really? The mission,
3: the missionaries.
2: What I Pastor stuff, I ain't gonna tell you no lie. I was hoping you ain't asked me what you said after that, because I kind of went blank after I heard the missionaries got kidnapped. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's God telling us right there. He ain't sending us. If they if they got kidnapped,
4: he ain't sending no, no us. That's the like Shanti said, even the two by twos are going down. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know, you know. So when the two by twos are going down, why I'm going behind you? You know, not not only that. Let, let's go into the real world of of, of 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 church. I don't know if y'all ever uh, seen demons for real and try to cast out demons, but the first thing they say is that. You know, if if you really don't know God, get out of the room because the Jesus has got to go somewhere. Right. And, 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 I mean that, that's a, that, that's the first thing the preachers say. I mean, I, I've been there. So so my thing is this: these people that are in your church, some of them really don't know God, and these are the folks you've taken. They ain't got no problem. So I'm already in trouble, you know, just because they say hallelujah don't mean they got powerful warfare. So, I'm going to take a chance because you said amen? Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, sometimes faith with works will leave you dead. Okay? How about that? <laughs> oh, my, but God. They took oh my God. The mission. They
2: took the missionaries.
3: <laughs> mm.
2: Okay, so, I found mm-hmm. it. I found it. Pastor Marco... They were dressed in yellow t shirts and they had mach now check this out. They went armed with machetes and sticks in their hand to drive out Leader Jeff and his gang. Now they need the Bible. You know, um, uh, uh, my, when I read it, I, couldn't, I wanted to make sure I said it properly. When I read it last night, but I read this last week, and, and I wanted to talk about it last week, but I kind of held off on it. And I'm glad I did because now, you know, there's some other information that has come out. Um, but my thought was, all right, how in the world do you feel? I mean, let's talk logically. How do you feel you're going to drive out, gang members who have been known the the problem has been they've been killing people all along they've been taking over different parts of Haiti by going in and killing people they have left people on the road dead at one point we did a story a, a few months ago about the cops which is why the cops wouldn't go um, with them probably the cops were left dead at one point they, they a group of people a group of men and, and this is maybe where they they had their power um, past the chaos at one point they must have caught a group of gang leaders off guard because a group of they say um, you know, community people, they got sick and tired of the gang members and they actually caught them off guard and actually beheaded some of them and left them on the road dead. I don't know if y'all remember us talking about this. And I guess that they thought that, you know, they could have this little power if they could go and catch them off guard or whatever the situation is. But all you, you went in for war. That's what the complaint is. When you went in with machetes and sticks, you said, we're we're ready for war. And war is what you got. Pastor Jeff, do you agree that when you went in with your machetes and sticks, despite the fact you took a knife to a gunfight, that you were saying, we're ready for anything?
1: I totally agree. I mean, you you go you you talk about going in the name of the Lord, and you went with carnal weapons, and so <laughs> it, it, it was complete stupidity because it's like, listen, <laughs> if you're gonna go that route, then you go with the weapons of that warfare. You know, you you get you some Uzis and everything else. You know, you don't, like you said, it, like to a gunfight. Well, they should have went if they were gonna go, they go unarmed shouting Jesus and everything else, you know, you know, and you know, whatever. I mean, look, look, look at the Israelites. God told them to walk around and shout. You understand? They were going against something impenetrable in the flesh. And that's with the gangs. You can't go with fleshly tools to that fight. You know, they are killing cops, they are killing everybody. What'd you think they weren't going to kill you? They didn't have up the bloodstained banner. They had, Carnal weapons, and then they didn't have the sufficient carnal weapons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I,
2: I tell you, Pastor KL. You know, you took a knife to a gunfight, and you know what did you expect? Correct.
4: Yeah, you know, you know, I'm almost like what, what Pastor Jeff is saying, but I'm a little different, right? You brought a knife to a gunshot. So, so, a gun, but. What, what happened to the nickel-plated slingshots? You know, back in the day, the slingshots were just as well.
3: <laughs> you know,
4: let's, if we're going back to those days, let's use the tools that we had back then. Every, everybody could have sharpened one good rock. You know what I mean? I took a chance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, goodness gracious. You know, I, we we got a couple of minutes. And I I thought about what in this, in this, in in the church do we do that makes no sense? You know, um, are we fighting, uh, what are we fighting against? Or what are we going up against that we really need to just,
1: you know what,
2: take some other method. I I don't even want to call a method out. Does anything come to your mind, um, Pastor KL? You talked about the demons, but is there anything else that we do? It's like you just sit back and you just shake your head. It's like why are you well, why are we doing this? Anything?
4: I mean, I, I don't have anything specific, but what I would say is that, you know, whatever you are fighting against, you know. When, when it says that the battle is not yours, give it to God, take your burdens to leave it there. There's so many specific things that the Bible talks about that tells you stop trying to fight this thing. Whatever yeah. it is, whatever comes up against you, the, the, the Bible quickly gives you a scripture to say, listen, calm down. This, is not, this does not belong to you. you know, and a lot of times it'd be the, the simplistic things that, that we want to argue and fight against that that God already knew that it would come up against you, and he already had a solution for you. Just because it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen, does not mean that there's not a solution.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Pastor Jeff, you know, you, you've you been around the block in this church thing, and we've seen a whole lot of things that you just kind of shake your hand, you're like, okay, you're going to let that one go. Is there anything that comes to your mind?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't think of anything, you know, that really comes to my mind. I've been around the block. I just, I just believe people need to, you know, yeah. mix some common sense in there too. Stop making everything so spiritual. God gives us common sense, and mm-hmm. we need to use it. Holy Spirit. You know, Legion told Paul not to told Paul not to go to Jerusalem, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't listen, did he? Nope. <laughs> you know, we need to listen to the Spirit more.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, Shantish, anything that comes to your mind um, when it comes to this church arena and the things we do or don't do that we should or shouldn't do? Uh, in in regards to this, like if we're just staying in this room, just the church, they either go from not wanting to address anything to addressing stuff all wrong, and it's like, what are you doing? Like that is not our area in that aspect because because the church is not interested as a in a whole as a whole. The church is not interested in learning how to have a healthy balance between the spiritual world and the streets. Then the church world just has to understand there's just areas you stay out of, like going to fight uh, 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 Nino Brown in the Carters. Like that's not for you to do, okay? It's not because you don't even, you're not, the church is not even interested in learning how to minister to the streets. So how are you going to fight the streets? Like, no. So because you're not interested in learning how to have a healthy balance because the church is supposed to bridge the gap between the streets and God, then you're just going to have to choose a side. And since you ain't supposed to be in the streets, they usually to stay on the other side and, and, and let well, the individuals who are learning how to, you know, talk to or deal with, you know, the people who are not for God the people are for God let the individuals do that but as a whole it just seems like they just bust out of nowhere like everybody the leader just wakes up and says okay this is what we're going to do and they don't understand how their congregants are just sitting like well where that come from well, we ain't had no lessons on this we ain't pray on nothing we ain't know nothing so that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me a lot of the times alright alright Thank you, my due time Crew. You know, if uh, you know, I always like to, you know, ask you to give a word to the church or the church people. Uh, what would you give, Pastor Jeff? Let's. I mean, let's speak definitively. Talk to talk to the pastors out there. Give a hard word of of encouragement or guidance or whatever you want to tell
1: them the world is got this thing called being woke and i think the church should be woke we need to you know operate under the mandate that we say we operate which is the spirit and pastors you need to really really seek hearing the voice of god and not run with our flesh and in these in these times, because it's you know times of uh, my, my my you know my wife always say perilous times, perilous times. Right? We're in those times, and we have to use the weapons of our warfare, uh, with, you know that are mighty through God, through pulling down a stronghold. <laughs> so let's seek the Holy Spirit and allow Him to go before us and behind us and lead us alongside us.
2: All righty, thank you very much. Amen. Amen, Pastor Jeff. Pastor K.L., what would you say to the leaders?
4: Well, I mean, you know, there was a writer who said, Without God, I can do nothing. And we can just stand right there. We, we have to understand that everything we do has to be with the help of God. You know, just because you have a good idea naturally don't mean there's a great idea spiritually. You know, and there's a lot of folks who are dying naturally, you know, because they're already dead spiritually. You know, so so you have to be able to be guided by God. You know, we we, we, we need to pray about some things instead of just going and running forth because it sounds or it looks good. You know, there's a lot of things that look good that is that or, or taste good that's not good for us. So if God is not in it. You know, and if you have not searched your heart to to see that that God is in agreement with what you're doing, you need not to do it. Because the people that you're taking, the blood is eventually on your hands.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear Tom crew, my pastors, my Shantif. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Let's hold hands and hold hearts and go before the Lord. Heavenly Father God, we thank you. We thank you for just breathing the breath of life into our bodies and allowing us to be a part of this day, God. We thank you for. Your investment one more time as we have awakened into this uh, guidance. We've awakened into a word for today, and and your word is just that strong that it gives us food for thought throughout the entire day. We thank you for these, these just mere two hours that's power-packed, with such words of wisdom, with a a gentle word, with a harsh word, with a a, a a happy word, with a word of caution, and we're grateful God because you meet us on all at all four corners. You cover us completely. There is nothing you do that is haphazardly. You are a targeted and strategic God, and you know how it is to be out here in this world because you've created this world, and you know your people. You know what we're capable of, and you want to save your people today. So we thank you. We thank you for meeting us where we are, whether we are the type that we need a gentle word and we need to hear laughter or whether we're the type that we just needed to come loud and strong and hard. You give us everything, and we thank you, God. We thank you for your due-time crew who always has a word of guidance for us that you put the words in our mouths. To instruct your people. And we pray to Heavenly Father. As you send them from the north. The east. The south and the west. That they listen. That they would not just be hearers. But they would be doers. Of your word God. Let us knock on a many a door. And awaken people. And let them know they need to listen. Because your word says. That many will be healed. From this broadcast. But they must be consistent, and they must do as they're being led. So we thank you, God. We thank you that we don't have to sit necessarily in your church house to get your word. That we don't get it from one particular source. But again, that you're strategic enough to brand your word any way you choose. And we pray to Heavenly Father that we hear you and we just seek you, that we stay hungry for your word, that we stay thirsty for your word, that there is nothing that we will do to distract us from seeking after you. Let us chase after you, Lord. Let us praise you, let us worship you, let us hold you at high esteem, so rightly do you. And there is nothing that you will withhold from us. Thank you for treating us better than we treat ourselves. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray, God. Amen. Ah. You know, we're i'm 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 in awe of God because the one thing I love about God is He never leaves us nor forsakes us, never He's always on point, and you know like I said, I read this story last week, and you know i'm looking i'm like, wow, really y'all, you know you actually armed with machetes and sticks. And you going to do what? You're going to do what? Did God tell you to go up against these people? When you knew that they were known for being murderers, they don't care. They don't care nothing about you. Life means nothing to these people. They have shown it. And like Shanti said, listen, they held the missionaries hostage. But they've been doing this for years now, and we thought we were going to do what in our yellow t shirts, our sticks, and our machetes, so we have yellow t-shirts to to, to show everybody we coming. you know how many times did God send us in, and He said for us to go in unannounced, come on, come on, come on, you know whenever we Whenever the Israelites went, you know, up against whomever, there was always a plan. God always gave them instruction. Always. It was never this, okay, go in and just, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Because there was a goal. And whenever God has a goal, he is always going to... Lay out the plan. And y'all always hear me say, well, where is the plan? Because I'm a planning individual. And not everything can be planned, but most things should be planned. And for you to take a chance and go up against this notorious gang, this gang that has proven that life means nothing, And for you to now look around and see these bodies murdered in the street, these families now have lost their loved ones because you have coerced them and encouraged them to go up against Goliath with nothing. You know, Pastor K.L. made a joke about, you know, the the stone, but there was a plan. David had a plan. You know, he he didn't go up against Goliath with his mouth. He was smart enough that even when, when Saul put the armor on him that was too big, he was like, no, that ain't for me. Take this off of me. So even with this supposed protection, he knew it wasn't protection at the end of the day. I can't even move in this stuff. So we got to be smart. You know, when God sends you up against anything, and I mean anything, he will always arm you. Always arm you. I don't care what you're going up against. But when you're going up against and God, especially if God intends for you to win, and it's not just a lesson, he's going to arm you. And this is what you did to your people, a people who are, who are already in distress, a people who, are already, who already are struggling. These people in Haiti are struggling and have struggled for, for decades and this is what you take them into, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what, people? Pastor KL and Pastor Jeff gave a word. I'm giving you a word today. This is why you need to know the Lord for yourself, because even leadership can send you into dangerous situations. Even leadership can send you into dangerous situations, and I really encourage you to make sure you know what you're up against. Trust your own spirit that lies. And when I say your own spirit, I don't mean you. I mean the spirit of the Lord that resides in you. You need to know if you study the Word of God for yourself, then you're going to know when even leadership suggests something to you that's not right. Because, you know, I really like what Pastor K.L. said. He said people are dying physically because they are already dead spiritually. So now you take a group of people who are dead spiritually into a dangerous physical situation And here they are now. They're physically dead. But had they been spiritually alive, they would have been able to discern. They would have been able to discern the difference. And that's what we need to make sure as leaders we don't take God's people into situations like this. Come on, y'all. Know the Lord for yourself. Be able to stand up against the enemy for yourself. But the only way you're going to do that is if you are armed with God. You don't leave God. You don't defer to anyone else's God. You needed to know that that was a dangerous situation. It was almost as though the Jim Jones situation when he said, listen, drink this juice. No, you don't drink that juice. You don't go out there and commit suicide because that's exactly what happened. They committed suicide. So now you have all these families in distress, all these families without members because they decided... And see, people would say, people are going to put this on God. No. Can't put this on God. Can't put this on God at all. Oh, boy. Know God for yourself. And that, that, that's where I really want to leave you today. Please know the Lord for yourself. Please trust God for yourself. Please don't let, I don't care who the leader is, take you down into something that is not safe. Know that you need to do what you need to do for your life in the Lord. We are supposed to be under leadership. However, every leadership is not for you. And I want to leave you with that. for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now. Because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spears. Where it's well Wednesday. Until then I love you.